Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Peter Gabbett Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Timothy Hankston. Today is October 7th, 2020, which means I'm on day 298 in a row of 365 Promised Episodes. It brings you unedited, unscripted, improv, news, movies, music, sports, food, entertainment, and all things except politics. First up today, folks, I got to shout out a couple birthdays of some people that mean a lot to me. Number one, Sarah Bates. Now, I grew up and I hardly knew this chick. To be honest, I only really knew her as the girl who my friend went out with for a week or something, which doesn't mean a whole lot because one of my friends went out with every single girl for at least a week. But this girl was different. She became friends with me through Facebook years later because our ideals and beliefs line up so perfectly And she stands up for what she believes in pridefully and like a strong woman. And for that, I respect her so admirably. Not to mention, she is absolutely gorgeous. So that adds to her being all around a cool cat. First and foremost, she puts her family and the important aspects of life up front no matter who she's talking to or discussing something online. And, you know, she doesn't hold back. Neither do I. Sometimes you express how you feel in a way that might offend somebody else. But that doesn't matter. That is what lures me to want to see more of her posts because we have very similar personalities in that way. And today is her birthday. Happy birthday to you, Sarah Bates. Hope you have a fantastic day. You absolutely deserve it. And I will certainly have something to say about one of your posts soon. And I am positive that you will somehow, some way, hear this message. So from me to you, have a fantastic birthday. You absolutely deserve it. Yay! This next birthday shout out goes to a man who I'm positive will never hear this will absolutely never hear this, but there are people who know him who will and may spread the word that I gave him a special message on his birthday because he means a lot to me, Alec Mills. Not only the only guy I ever met named Alec, which I always thought was an awesome name. I mean, Alex is great too, but Alec is better. But this guy was somebody who, although much younger than I, we hit it off immediately When I had a class with him at Portland Community College where he had just got out of high school and I had returned to college in an attempt to, I don't know, get some credits toward a degree with my own money. It never worked out, but that doesn't matter. This kid is successful. He is a hard worker. He is one of the best friends I've ever had in my life. We hit it off so much. We ended up hanging out for years after that. And through him, I met one of my other best friends, who I know as Blarick. None of that means anything to any of you, but this guy, Alec Mills, fantastic individual, heart of gold, just seriously cares about his friends to the highest degree, and for that I respect him. Happy birthday to you, Alec. I I honestly hope you have the best day ever. You 100% deserve it. I haven't spoken to you in years. It's sad, but true. He kind of fell off. I'm not sure where, but he probably has a family going on. I respect that. 
If you hear this somehow, some way, just know, I still got much love for you, bro, and I miss you. Happy birthday, Alec. New movie review, folks. The Alpha Test. Now, I have no clue how I stumbled upon this movie, but I regret the fact that I did. It was horrible. The acting in it was just disgraceful. So embarrassing. I could have done a better job than any of them. And I'm not an actor. The the special effects were like they had only a hundred bucks. Like that's it. They could buy some wire and make fake sparks look like they were happening. And fake blood out of like, I don't know, wet jello or something. I mean this movie stunk. It was garbage. It was basically about a home assistant robot called Alpha that one guy who worked on it at his job was able to get for free, even though he could never afford one normally because they were 30 grand. And with this home robot, it cleans your house. It does all these things for you, but it also learns on its own, of course. You already know how I'm, you already know what I'm going to say. Basically, it's like the worst and cheapest college-level grade knockoff of iRobot I've ever seen. And iRobot was already bad, but this movie is way worse. It's so terrible. Of course, the alpha robot begins to get offended by the way it's treated and uses its Wi-Fi connection with its brain to make all the other alpha robots turn against humans and kill them all. That's the story. Now you don't have to see it. It looked like it could have been good from the cover. It's one of those movies where the poster, the movie poster itself, actually looks great. You're like, oh man, you guys did great advertising with this poster. This has to be a good movie. I'm going to turn it on. And then as soon as it's on, you're like, this, I can already tell by the camera angles, by the acting, and by the low, low, low-brow special effects, including the way this thing looks, the alpha robot looks just like a person with a mask on, because that's what it is, it was so bad, I had to keep watching to see how much worse it got. It was just like a plane crash, or a train crash, or a car crash, where you couldn't look away because you just had to see how bad it eventually got. And at least I'm here to warn you, never, ever, ever see the alpha test. It sucks. One out of ten. And only one because it was so bad, it made me watch the whole thing. So I did watch it. One out of ten. Well, we all knew the restaurant industry has tanked due to the COVID-19 restrictions on indoor dining. But what companies have filed for bankruptcy because of this? Ruby Tuesday, Sizzler, California Pizza Kitchen, Chuck E. Cheese. I mean, of course, Chuck E. Cheese. You can't have kids inside playing your video games and running around in those disgusting tubes and those ball pits that are already cesspools for filth and human disease, and now you've got COVID lingering around, there's no way. So these companies, I mean, we all saw it coming. 
Ruby Tuesday was already on its way to being bankrupt anyways. It's lost the public's interest. Nobody goes there. I haven't been to one in years. I haven't even seen one for like at least five years. And this was just the straw that broke the camel's back. But there's some crappy fast food chains that are actually making more money during COVID because of everybody's inability to go to a indoor, uh, you know, seating, indoor dining room type environment where they're like, oh man, all my favorite restaurants are closed because I'm cheap, but I'm so cheap, I would be willing to substitute it for a fast food spot if it was good enough. Well, that's what they're really trying to accomplish here with these chicken sandwich wars and with KFC having fries now. And now, McDonald's, who I find to be the worst of all fast food chains no matter what. I hate it. I don't eat fast food. I, I don't eat any of it. Except Chick-fil-A or In-N-Out Burger. Those are my two exceptions. Which I only eat still once a month maybe. Probably less. But I don't eat fast food. And I certainly hate McDonald's. And now they have, on some of their menus... An apple fritter, a blueberry muffin, and a cinnamon roll for their McCafe menu. Yes, they've always been trying to keep up with, you know, I don't know, Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks and these places that have breakfast bakery items. So here's McDonald's coming through with an all-new triple threat bakery combination of things that they've never had before. That's one of the first times in years that they've added a bakery item to their menu in an attempt to continue popularity through the COVID. An apple fritter, a blueberry muffin, or a crappy, surely old and crusty cinnamon roll that they'll continue to put back on the shelf each day, even though nobody orders it. Well, folks, sports news were as expected for the L.A. teams yesterday that played that I hate so much. The Dodgers beat the Padres, who already had seven different pitchers on the mound. The Padres, seven different ones by the sixth inning. Now, I don't know how you even expect your pitchers to get warmed up and used to pitching to a specific team when you switch them up this often. It's garbage. You know, just leave somebody in there for a while. In fact, the Dodgers didn't even have more than one run, which the Padres also had, until the sixth inning. Maybe it was even the seventh, but that doesn't matter. The Dodgers beat the Padres in game one of the NLDS 5-1, to one, and I was upset about it. I really was. But I'm also annoyed by the NBA Finals. And it looks as though... According to sources, this is the least watched NBA Finals of all time. Now, is it because it's during the baseball playoffs? Maybe. Is it because it's during the football season start? Perhaps. But I think it's because everyone knows the Lakers are going to beat Miami. There's no chance for the Heat. I don't even know how they won that one game. And I think it's because we are all sick of LeBron James. He's a whiny, 
pathetic, white person hating, politically driven pile of crap. This dude needs to stop everything and just shut his mouth and do what we pay him for, which is play basketball. Now, somehow, someway, I have faith that they might expand the series by another game next time. Next time around. You know, in two days, when the Heat play the Lakers again, I, I have hope that the Heat will win another game to expand the series, and at least, maybe, that will be an attempt for the NBA to make more money. You know, if they want something to happen, they will make it happen. Although I thought they wanted the Boston-LA matchup, which somehow didn't occur. But it doesn't really matter because now instead they got Pat Riley, who once played for the Lakers and now has coached or managed the Miami Heat for like 20-plus years against his former team with LeBron James, who now plays for the Lakers, but won a championship with his former team, who he's playing against in the Miami Heat. So this is a crazy matchup. If you think about the statistics and the people involved, but we all know what's going to happen. LA's going to win, just like in the series against the Padres, but I'm still proud of the Pods for making it this far, for making it this far. And uh, I just got to say one thing. I hate the Dodgers, and I hate the Lakers. An Idaho man by the name of Nathan Apodaca was shown in a TikTok video, which went viral, of himself skateboarding on a longboard while dancing and lip-syncing to Fleetwood Mac's Dream and also drinking Ocean Spray Cranberry Juice. Why does this matter? Because after seeing this viral video, Ocean Spray found this man on the street and gave him a brand new truck, also with the trunk of it, Completely filled with, you guessed it, Ocean Spray Cranberry Juice. I mean, what is going on in this world where people on TikTok are being praised for their little videos and given trucks and given lifetime supplies of cranberry juice? I mean, granted, that song by Fleetwood Mac is catchy, yes. And I don't hate them. They're a pretty good band even though, you know, some people are embarrassed to say that. I'm not. I don't dislike Fleetwood Mac. I kind of like them. They have catchy music. It's old, though. And so's this guy. Too old to be longboarding. And why is he on TikTok? And why did his video get viewed 25 million times? And why was he given a free truck? And why was he giving a trunk? given a trunk full of ocean spray cranberry juice by drinking it on a viral video. I mean, I understand he basically did them an advertisement favor. 25 million people saw him drinking that drink, which means out of all those people, I'm sure subliminally some of them thought, hey, I'm thirsty, I should get some ocean spray cranberry juice. And for that, he deserves some form of bonus from the company itself, I guess. But a brand new truck and all that juice for free? I mean, I need a brand new truck. Hell, I'll drink Ocean Spray only for a month straight until I piss blood.
What's going on here? All I know is, if you ain't famous on TikTok, you ain't really famous nowadays. SNL is already a funny show. They do funny stuff on there and we all enjoy it. But they also did something funny to avoid the guidelines set in place for the COVID restrictions involving the audience capacity for their live shows. What did Saturday Night Live do? They opted to have people sign up to be an audience member in a third-party website which actually checked to see if you had come in contact with anyone with COVID, gave you a screening, you know, and made sure you didn't have it pretty much. And then with that profile, they were able to write checks for these people. Yes, if you attended an SNL screening as somebody in the audience, you received a check for 150 bucks because according to the guidelines, you can't have more than 100 people in the audience but you can have as many people as you want who are paid cast members or workers. Well, if you're getting a check for 150 bucks to be there, then that technically makes you a paid cast member. So that's what they did. They paid people 150 to go watch Saturday Night Live. Now that's pretty cool, considering the fact that the tickets have always and already are free to the public. And they're so sought after, especially during times like this where there's limited capacity, that people have paid other people to get their hands on these tickets. But here, you have the reverse. You have SNL paying its audience to probably keep their mouth shut about this, but also to allow them to be there and call them cast members who are being paid instead of free audience, ticket getters, whatever you want to call them. That's pretty sweet. You know, they found a loophole, it works, and for that, they've continued to screen SNL with a live audience, and it's larger than they were supposed to have, and that's what you have to, you need that laughter. You know, you need people there experiencing it as you watch it. It's fun, it's exciting, it's the way it's always been, and for that, I respect SNL once again. Folks, it's time for the portion of the Peter Gabbett podcast we all absolutely adore, and that is Real Stories, brought to you by me, Peter Timothy Hankst, and Barbecusion. That's B-B-Q-U-S-I-O-N. And today, folks, I'm going to tell you the story about when I decided to never eat at Subway again. And I've told a similar story to this as the story of when I worked at Subway, which is why I decided this. But here's the deal. I talked to somebody yesterday. They were convinced Subway's the best. They love it. They eat there all the time. If you don't know that Subway is the lowbrow version of a quick sandwich, then I don't know what's wrong with you. Because now that you have Jimmy John's and Jersey Mike's and these places where you can get a much better hand-cut, thin-sliced meat sandwich from a place that does it right off the bat, just made to order, then I don't know why you would even consider eating at Subway anymore, who just got deemed that their bread was so sweet, it can't be called bread anymore, and in Ireland they're calling it cake or a donut. So, 
I don't know what's wrong with people like Subway. Whatever. If you do like it, what? I mean, it's a popular thing. I'm the odd man out on this, apparently. A lot of people enjoy Subway. Probably not Jared anymore, but uh, that's a whole different story about child pedophilia and all that weird stuff. Jared's messed up. But for those of you who do enjoy Subway, you may not want to hear this. But when I worked there, the ingredients that were put out as fresh all came in bags, pre-packaged, and if it was a roast beef for the club, it would have to get the bags, the bottom of the bag would be stabbed with a knife, and then all the bloody, gooey, weird stuff that was in it would drain out before you put the fresh, they called it, roast beef out for sale. Now, it was nasty, and it wasn't even chilled. It was just sitting, sitting around, just so preservative-packed, there's no way it would rot because it wasn't fresh anyway. The same thing happened with the turkey. The same thing happened with virtually all the meat. It was all in bags, sitting and swirling in a pool of filth and grossness and gelatinous, nasty crap that you'd have to drain out before you put it out as fresh for people to eat. So there's proof right there that they don't hand slice the meat to order like they do with these other places, where they have a brand new piece of meat that's been vacuum sealed, they rip it open, they put it on a slicer, and when you order, they slice the pieces and put it directly on the bread. That's what Jersey Mike does. Subway does not do that. It's disgusting. But another thing struck me as gross, specifically at the Subway that I worked at, where an individual, the manager, was cutting vegetables in the morning which they did actually do. They cut some fresh veggies. Not all of them. Most of them, it was pre-cut, also in bags. Lettuce came in bags. Pickles came in a bucket. You know, all these things that were not fresh in any way. But I think one day they were cutting cucumbers or tomatoes, one or the other, doesn't really matter. And the knife that he was using, when it had something stick to it, he would then smear it off on the rim of a trash can. The same trash can where the meat juice bags were going and where there was flies going in and out of it because they had been prepping all this different stuff in the morning and they had poured juice from the olive cans in there and they had poured juice from the pepperoncini cans in there and just all these ingredients that come out of cans and jars that they say are fresh at Subway. There's nothing there that's fresh. Their fake-ass bread is fresh. If you, want to, if you want to call fresh some dough that's pre-made in long batches that you then put in an oven and bake in front of people, but you don't whip that dough up yourself as a worker. I wasn't making dough. I wasn't creating this bread. There was no ingredient list for me to mix up bread dough at Subway. No, they send you these pre-made rolls of dough that you put in the oven and act as though... It's fresh bread. So absolutely nothing from Subway is actually fresh. Not a thing. Unless you want to consider a soda being fresh when it comes out of the syrup bag that's in one of those boxes, those thick cardboard boxes with the little spout sticking out, that you then connect to a machine that injects syrup into soda water as you pour it from the machine itself out in the dining room area. That's a fresh soda, I guess, if you want to call it that. But nothing else. Nope. Not even the... 
like I'm convinced that even the ice for the soda wasn't from a filtered water system. It's just from the tap. So if you're in a place like Southern California, you're eating tap water ice, which could very well give you Montezuma's revenge. Something that is where the water itself is so polluted, you can get sick from it. Either way, Subway is crap. I work there. Absolutely everything I witnessed there was disgusting and horrifying. I will not eat there again. If I ruined it for you, I'm sorry. Jersey Mike's is good. So is Jimmy John's. Not everywhere has Jimmy John's. That sucks. Firehouse Subs, pretty good too. Overpriced, not as much meat. I feel like it's trying to give too much money, you know, which I, I respect to the firemen. That's why I will eat there because I know my money's going to a good place. Firehouse Subs actually donates a portion of their proceeds directly to firehouses across America to upgrade them, to give these guys bonuses, to pay their salaries, all these things. So firehouse subs, legit. Blimpy, outdated. Not really sure there's even a Blimpy anywhere out there anymore. If there is a Blimpy, I haven't seen one in a long time. If there is a Quiznos, I haven't seen that either. I kind of used to like Quiznos, but it's basically the same thing as Subway, only everything's toasted. Whoopity-doo. So I'm telling you, steer clear of Subway if you want things that are fresh. If you don't care and you want preservative-packed, injected, antibiotic meat that sits on shelves outside of a fridge forever before you eat it, then by all means, eat at Subway. I know Jared did. Of course, he also had child porn. Thank you very much for listening to the Pure Gabbit Podcast today, folks. It means a lot for me to have listeners just like you. I appreciate each and every one of you. And I will talk to you tomorrow. A lot of people are going to hear that last Real Stories segment and say things like, Say it ain't so. My favorite sandwich shop is actually disgusting and not fresh. Well, that is the truth. I'm sorry to tell you. But I also enjoy a song by Weezer called Say It Ain't So, which I'm going to play for you now. If you've never heard of Weezer, well, it's probably because you're young, but they're still one of those old-school Cali garage bands that I, I can't give enough respect for. They're still around to this day. They're coming out with a new album. Here is Weezer with Say It Ain't So. Oh
to you.